people of the world and welcome back to the Affinity Collective Action Broadcast, the very first one of this Gregorian New Year of 2021. Can't believe the year, wait no, <laughs> can't believe the earth is 2021 years old. <laughs> um, yeah, so my name is Eleanor, um, I've been on a fair few of the podcasts now and with me I'm joined by the wonderful to my right <laughs> jokes because we're all not here in person yeah we're all on skype uh i'm here as well i'm mouse you should also be getting pretty used to me but it's nice to be back after kind of like the holiday season but also joining us is the lovely cassandra yay, yay. i'm back again i'm sure you're all sick of me by now but you know you'll never get rid of me <laughs> yes yeah, so it's been it's been crazy uh it it is it has just been crazy but we should try and keep on topic with kind of our podcast format. So, yeah, we were trying some stuff out and we were pretty happy with kind of how things are going at the minute. Obviously, we are always looking for feedback as well. If you want to let us know what kind of job we're doing. And yeah, the best thing to start off with is the update on the lands. So since our last podcast, which was a while ago, we actually all went up to visit the land together. Um, and we... Well, most of us did. A couple of yeah, us did. Yeah, I, I, I was unable to attend um, because, you know, I'm completely locked down. Completely locking down because uh, I have vulnerable people that I live with, so I'm completely unable to do anything like that. But uh, lots of pictures from the land, which, which was good. Mouse may or may have not been in the trunk at one point. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> definitely not. Let's. <laughs> so yeah, some of us saw the land for the very, very, very first time, and it was a bit like stepping into a portal. Uh, a wet portal, a marchy <laughs> portal. Yeah, I guess uh, swamp people. <laughs> Yeah, the, sw- the swamp collective. <laughs> Fuck yeah, swamp people. We, I, I am, I am swamp woman. <laughs> yeah. So, so definitely, definitely, the land uh, is going to take a lot of work to kind of like uh, bring an ecosystem back. I mean, it it is pretty bare terrain. Um, that's mostly been used for farming, and needs a lot of love and care and a bit of rewilding. I think. Um, but that's kind of, you know, that's, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that, to be honest. I'd rather do up somewhere that was in desperate need of rewilding than move into a beautiful forest, uh, and maintain it, which is still good, but, you know, at least we're giving back something more, you know? Mm. I, I'd love to do both, but unfortunately we're constrained <laughs> by our both monetary, uh, availability and, you know, corporeal forms. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> can't be in two places at once, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. not it's not until that... we advance really far. <laughs> <laughs> there might be um, a possible feud with three cows that occupy the land who were pretty, pretty uh, outspoken about our arrival. It was. It's got to be the most rumbliest moo I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking punk cows. Yeah, yeah, there's a space where there's this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful oak tree and out of its base, out of its bottom, there's like a holly tree growing and I just think it's so cute. They just look like two buds. But the second day when we went back to the land, there was um, the three cows just standing in formation. I have no idea how they got down the hill with the cheese. <laughs> Guarding the tree. <laughs> they did not stop staring. It was pretty terrifying. So stood yeah. my guard, stared back and 
uh, think we'll come to <laughs> uh, mutual <laughs> understanding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, disaster. Oh. <laughs> 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 But yeah, no, it was it was really fun to get out there as kind of a group. I had seen the land before, but it was nice to kind of like get back with more of a focus about reimagining how the land's going to be organized. That's taken up quite a large portion of what we're doing at the minute is trying to get together a plan about where everything's going to do, uh, where everything's going to go, kind of what needs to be built or grown or maintained um so it's really exciting getting together as a group um and kind of like having this wild imagination of the future uh in a couple of years down the line it's pretty exciting i'm really looking forward to actually getting on the land at some point in the future mm-hmm. um i've seen so many pictures now and i'm like yes i just want to get there and like start doing things yeah. start planting stuff start building shit yeah, and in a in an absolute shock move as well, uh, the Irish Times also did an article on us, or uh, we we were a small section we were of an article. We as were part featured of an article. as much yeah. to watch. Look at yeah. us being so trendy. <laughs> um, but while we, we were... did it, we did it. We made the Irish yeah. made the Irish the Irish Secret Service watch list twenty twenty one. Ah well. Uh, hey, it's it is important though for like folks that might not know this kind of thing is happening or even possible to see it through. A mainstream form of media you know it's all fine and well Fair doing enough. what we're doing but if it's only with those that kind of think similar things or are aware of alternative possibilities then we cut off like a huge cohort of society especially in these times where everything's fucking mental people want to hear hope um yeah and yeah. all that we also, also ritualistically planted garlic on the land yeah um, which yeah. was nice. Oh, wow. nice. Yeah. So That's hopefully nice. hopefully there'll be some garlic uh, growing yeah. by the time. We also measured the windows and we measured the door. And I collected some uh, soil samples. <laughs> I've got a jar of dirt. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm looking at it right now, actually. <laughs> so all in all, it, w- it was pretty good. Um, kind of got a lot of our imagination juices uh, flowing. But I think maybe there there's a lot of stuff to talk about this week. We might kind of move on from there. How are people feeling? Yeah. I think we're going to talk about uh, the solidarity Satsuma first. Uh, so people who <laughs> are doing stuff in the world that we like and we want to show our appreciation and support. So I would, uh, I I have got my ear to the ground on some things, and I managed to hear that the ALF have been quite active in the last week or so. Um, for those people who don't know, the ALF is the Animal Liberation Front. Uh, they are a non-violent group that use decentralized tactics in order to promote animal liberation through direct action and do some amazing work in kind of like that field uh, around the world. In Sweden and in uh, France, there have been quite a few actions against hunting in those areas, which involve... Destroying towers. Yeah, the destruction of like hunting towers, which are, are places that people will camp out in to shoot animals in the in the with the intent of kind of like hunting and stuff like that. And also they had a rescue of a number of hunting dogs which have been abused 
Um, now, the ALF operates in cells globally, which don't necessarily have a lot of contact with each other, but just share the same beliefs. Um, and I just wanted to give a shout out to kind of anyone who's involved in that. And I think that they are doing pretty great work in directly impacting the lives of animals which are suffering from, from abuse, you know. Um, another thing in kind of, I guess, vegan news that we can talk about is uh, Surge, which uh, Earthling Ed is a part of, he's quite famous, um, have just made a, or just bought and are working on a large animal sanctuary um, for rescued animals uh, in the UK, in England, which is pretty amazing, uh, in Buckinghamshire, I think it's called. <laughs> the most, most the English-sounding place in the world. Um, uh, but they're having a call-out for volunteers as well, especially people who have skills in construction. So if you're interested in helping build something which aims to uh, take care of rescued animals or is... Or, uh, and, sorry, not or, and promote kind of like uh, a more vegan world, the importance of taking care of animals and not domesticating animals as well. It's a really great project to get involved in. Now, obviously, COVID makes things a little tricky, but if you do have construction skills, maybe get onto them if you're interested. <clears throat> Yeah, it's super badass as well because I know like a big argument like against veganism, which is so stupid, is like, well, we gotta eat the animals because if we didn't eat them, then there'd be too many and they'd all just start taking <laughs> over the world. So like Earthling Ed is really popularizing veganism, but also showing like what a bridge to a new world could be, you know, where like sanctuaries like this could open up. And I know they're also planning on growing produce and they want to have like a rewilding section and have like, you know, wildflower spaces and like for the pollinators and run workshops and stuff, which is just super cool. I imagine that when people can move freely again, it will be a wonderful place to visit. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I'm really enthusiastic about this project. I think it's amazing. They're going to have an education centre as well, which people can do school tours to. Um, it looks really, really exciting. And if you're feeling kind of like, mm, I don't know, this sounds like a bunch of crazy vegans and stuff like that, I do recommend watching some of Earthling Ed's videos. He's very good at kind of like pointing out uh, why veganism makes sense um, and kind of the moral arguments around it, you know? Yeah, he does a pretty exquisite job at it too, no matter what arguments he comes up against. just always seems to have the words just right there <laughs> without being overly emotional and just yeah really great uh at talking well this is this is me um like being <laughs> extremely alienated from yet another community that i should be a part of uh and like not even knowing who the fuck earthling ed is oh, yeah. um, <laughs> he's so so dope i just look him up on youtube he has a lot of uh, a lot of videos if you type in earthling ed you'll find a huge number of them and he'll talk about um, various arguments that people make against veganism and debunk them as well as promoting kind of like vegan projects and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Just generally good shout. Yeah, I guess the, the one other thing I'm interested in giving a shout out to is uh, there's an activist called uh, Rattler who was involved in the Dakota Access Pipeline. 
and I was looking into his case and he has been denied um, kind of like release uh, by the federal court system in the US, but is moving to a halfway house. His family and friends and other activists are all campaigning to get his kind of full release. Even moving him there was on a commercial air, uh, exposing him to the risk of COVID and was done very improperly. I just want to shout out solidarity to Rattler and, and all the people who were involved in the Dakota Access Pipeline uh, demonstrations. It's a shame that so many people are, are facing kind of like these harsh and unfair punishments over trying to protect the environment in the best way that they can, you know? Well, this is how the American this is how the American state reacts to any kind of threat to uh, the oil and gas industry in any way. It's always like the most severe punishment that can be brought, and like the the movement against the Dakota Access Pipeline brought together pretty much like every section of like American society. Like, and it was led primarily by uh, you know it, it, indigenous resistance. Yeah. Um. So it was it was a beautiful thing to see at the time, and like the fact that people are still dealing with um you know legal fallout from that noble cause is you know it's it's shocking, but you know this is the world we live in. Yeah. Uh, and again, like from our last podcast, the Anarchist Black Cross, they are doing a lot of work on uh, trying to help uh, through campaigning, monetarily speaking, all of those things, people who were involved in the Dakota Access Pipeline. So if you can spare money or time or resources, please check out the Anarchist Black Cross. Uh, they do a lot of really great work. So... Will we move on to talking about the tree of the week? Shit. The next segment. Uh, <laughs> will we talk about the tree of the week now, or will we leave that till later? I feel like we have a shit show to talk about. I think yeah, if we let's start the shit show. The tree of the week will never surface. Yeah, yeah. I, I let's get the tree of the week. Uh, let's get the tree of the week uh, out there while we're still feeling kind of happy about the putting my hand in the tree bucket. What are we going to pull out today? Do, 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 do. Oh, what's that? It's the holly tree. How seasonal. <laughs> oh. So we probably all know. Rigged. Rigged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lovely because I was going to say last week, but load, it has not been a week since the last podcast. But the last podcast featured the oak tree as our tree of the week. And when we went to see the land, there was a holly tree, as aforementioned, growing out of the butt of the oak tree on the land, and it was really cute. Um, but yeah, the holly tree, you probably know it. It's that one that's got the kind of leaves that are the dark green and they're spiky around the edges. Um, <laughs> its prickly leaves were believed to form the crown that Christ wore as he was bleeding on the cross. Would you know? Would you believe? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's got skeptical, really skeptical nice of some of the deep citation needed. Holly tree. It features in all those seasonal cards and kind of on, you know, garlands and. Uh, uh, not in the existence of the holly tree, more that uh, Jesus's crown <laughs> was made. The of crown holly. was made out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, in a yeah, so so we know what it looks like. It has these lovely white flowers during like May and July, and then around winter you see it with those super pretty berries. 
don't eat them because you will get sick. The leaves feel really, <laughs> they feel really nice. And yeah, they're, there's, they're native to Ireland and very beautiful. Also, mm. I read before that in folklore, holly trees were seen as protection from lightning strikes, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Because if you That's stood under a holly tree under a lightning strike, I wonder if it had a different response to other trees and actually protected you. Um, so they're mm -hmm. planted near houses for that. Oh, uh, but there's been scientific research that says that the spines on holly leaves can act as miniature lightning conductors. But I mean, I I haven't seen the research myself, but but I, I read it, so it must be true. <laughs> uh, Anything printed in words must be true. <laughs> yeah, birds love the berries. I love the berries, but not for eating, just for looking. And yeah, there's the doodle doodle tree of the week. Uh, what's what's really cool about holly trees as well from kind of a permaculture or rewilding uh, perspective is holly actually does really good in uh, partial shade so it's great to grow underneath other trees it provides food for various animals mostly birds um, but will also thrive in environments where uh, other trees will not so it's a really great kind of like um, uh, tree to pair up with things like oak or with birch or beech or any of the large trees um, that take away a lot of the light from the ground floor. Yeah, and also it, I have read that it does well not only in part shade but also in swampy soil. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. we're going to have a, a holly farm in the swamp on the land. Mm. <laughs> you heard it here for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case Jesus resurfaces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have zombie Jesus. Fair play to the holly tree uh, for chugging along nicely, uh, being so beautiful. Uh, it's keeping its leaves all year round and giving us a little bit of colour in kind of the harsh winter months. Yeah. Oh, the image of a little robin sitting on the holly tree. Munching on a little holly berry. <laughs> so I guess uh, I don't. I don't think we can delay for much longer. No, um, let's do it. I, th I think so. So this this week, um, kind of our our main topic of discussion is going to be talking about fascism in the modern era, um, because there are loads of things kind of happening in the world at the minute which relate to this kind of topic. First and foremost is most people have probably heard that yesterday when we were, as we are recording now, there was an attempted coup by fascists in the US, which is insane. I, I can't say that didn't see it coming, but it's shocking that it actually happened, you know? Hey, it was just a protest. Just a protest. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, like, there was, um, People are drudging up all the shit now about this, and it's like, I think it was like December, there was like a Trump tweet, where he was like, oh, see you all on January 6th, and then there's a whole bunch of pictures of these fascists wearing like shirts that like say things like Civil War 2, January 6th on them. It's like, so this has been planned for a while. This has been a planned thing. Yeah, good like, job of being um, secretive, wearing your secret plan on a t-shirt. <laughs> well, it works, kind of. Uh, I mean, well, here's the thing, right? They show up at the Capitol, at the Capitol building, 
And, like, the fucking uh, security, the capital security police, whatever, they have the whole place cordoned off. So there's no way for these people to fucking get in. Yeah. But then they just, they open the barriers and they let them in. They let these fucking people storm the goddamn capital. Yes. Obviously like, orchestrated. cops and fascists just working hand in hand. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, 100%. I mean, like, I don't, I don't think there's a, a time in history I can think of where the cops have fallen on the right side of history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not suggesting that there is. It's just surprising how, it, how like, obvious how it, is. it is. How yeah. Oh, yeah. obvious yeah. it is and how, like, there isn't immediate ramifications for the removal of all of these people from power. You know, it's. I mean, no, absolutely not. I mean, like, the American government is there now talking about, like, um, basically calling the the fascists who stormed the Capitol yesterday, they're calling them anarchists. The media is calling them anarchists. (laughs) The media is calling them anarchists. They're trying (laughs) to pretend that this whole thing happened because there was, like, Actually, no, it was Antifa who infiltrated the fascists (laughs) and turned them evil and made them do this. Like so, so when there's an attempted fascist coup, Antifa gets blamed for it. Like you know, that's they, like this. This shows how the right wing media actually works. Um, for anyone who has any doubts out there, Antifa is not like an organization which is trying to like bully people into their beliefs. They're out there trying to stop fascists to the best of their abilities to prevent things like this happening. You know, like, this is a really important thing. If you're sitting there thinking, like, one side is as bad as the other, if there are no fascists, there is no Antifa. They are literally there as a, as a response, as a community response to try and stop this from going into, like, Nazi Germany. Like, the police do very little to actually combat fascism. Like, you know, and in many parts of history have actually sided with the fascists early on in kind of a fascist takeover um so like like these are people who know history who know how things work and they're always just responding to that threat like they they are not fascists they don't just want violence like this is a group which knows how bad it can get that it can lead to like things like the gestapo and like tanks rolling through the street and the breakdown of democracy well i I don't want to be all doom and gloom, but, like, I mean, what happened yesterday is not going to lead in the other direction. Um, because, like, I guarantee you, like, all of these, like, state security apparatus agencies, they're all going to be, like, their mouths are going to be frothing up uh, at the toss of new legislation that's going to come out of this, that's going to be, like, uh, like, fucking anti-civil liberties. It's going to be Patriot Act 2.0. Like, this is... Uh, I, I I do think that genuinely, as uh, as a result of what happened yesterday, we're going to see some some massive uh, cyber crimes legislation and massive. Um, uh, I mean, I, I don't I don't know how you could like bolster the U.S. police force any more than they already are because they basically have uh, tanks and like APCs and shit and like what disused military gear. Uh, they're just given this shit. And, like, their budgets are, like, I mean, I don't know if you've seen uh, any of the stuff from, like, this year where it's, like, pe- like, it's, like, 
the Black Lives Matter movement yeah. in America has been very, very good about bringing uh, this to uh, the attention of uh, the the media, if they pay attention, of but like to the world, I guess that like American cities, most of their budgets go into these bloated militarized police forces. Like you have like cities that like spend maybe a few hundred million on housing, spending billions on fucking their police forces, and it's obscene. It's absolutely obscene. Uh, and you know, and then what do these police forces do with all that money and power and resources? They just go out there and they like they buy tanks, but they also go out there and they murder black people with immunity, <laughs> impunity. Um, so like, you know, yeah, the defund the police, maybe. Um, but like, I don't think something like that is gonna come out of this. I think we're gonna see yeah, some draconian shit. You know, and, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and this really kind of like works into kind of like how fascism does take a hold. Um, you know, because these these people like we have to be really careful in the way that we actually treat stuff like this. Um, it's very easy for these people to become martyrs for a cause, and it's also very easy for the state to actually like secure power as kind of a reaction to this, like attacking kind of like state buildings and stuff from fascists doesn't mean if the fascists are defeated, fascism won't come in. Like, you know, that can be used as a defense for the state to remove the powers of democracy too, you know? Well, that's kind of the way things are, are going, I think. At least that's the way I see things going. There's also the, the fact that, like, basically the Democrats now have control over all three branches of government, I think, or they will once uh, Joe Biden is inaugurated on the 20th, if he's yeah. not fucking assassinated. <laughs> and if, yeah, I mean, if they yeah, yeah. drag yeah, there's Trump a chance. out there's a, the, there's a large... there is a non There is a non-zero chance. Yeah. Um, there's also a non-zero chance that, like, Trump might just refuse to leave the White House and things could get fucking hairy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we like, obviously we can't predict what's going to happen there. Um, I mean, people are calling now, uh, some people in the States are calling for, like, the invocation of the 25th Amendment of the Constitution. Yeah. Which essentially means that, like, they want Mike Pence to depose Donald Trump and become president and for, in order for the, the handoff of power to go smoothly. Because it seems now, at least from what I can tell, it seems that, like, Trump is no longer <laughs> considering Pence to be, um, his ally because Pence is basically saying, yeah, we lost the election. But, I, and, yeah, I mean, I mean, the difference between Pence and Trump is, like, Trump is a full-blown fascist. Like, I don't think many people would actually deny that at this point. And Pence is, like, a corporatist. Like, you know, like, he wants things to be good for business, and Trump wants to be a figurehead of power. Like, you know... I mean, Trump wants to be the god emperor, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> but I I think I think Mike Pence Mike Pence's allegiance are most certainly to you know uh, the business community super PACs yeah but like I I don't want to pretend like that Mike Pence doesn't have these fascist leanings because he is like involved heavily in this like like this far right Christian oh for sure but but I think like, you know I think corporatism is very similar to fascism but doesn't have quite like the reverence of government like you know it's it's like 
it doesn't have kind of like this... It, it is literally just the country being controlled by corporations as opposed to, like, the government enforcing the rule of corporations. Like, you know, it's like that's the difference between, like, fascism and corporatism. It's like, when it comes down to it, you're looking at extreme power held by companies in terms of, like, making laws and kind of, like, uh, having control over uh, how a state works. Um... But fascism uses, like, like the military and the, the arms of the state in a very explicit way, whereas corporations will use, like, a, corpor a, a corporatocracy will use mechanisms similar to, like, neoliberalism, which will introduce them through kind of, like, more shady, backhanded kind of routes and kind of reduce the power of government over time, rather than strengthen the power of government, even though the effects are similar. Well, this is the link between neoliberalism and fascism, really. This is the quote-unquote missing link between neoliberalism and fascism. But yeah, the other thing about um, what happened yesterday was, like, uh, I think one person was killed. She was one of the fascists. Four people. Four people. Killed. Jesus. Yeah. I have... Ugh, I fucking go off Twitter for ten minutes <laughs> for fucking eight hours while I'm sleeping, and I miss so much. It's ridiculous. Um, but anyway... Um, I don't know who these other three people were, but I know that the one person who I knew last night, at least, was killed was one of the fascists who had breached the um, breached the gates, as they say. Um, and uh, like the people who broke in, they were like they had like fucking like um, what do you call them? Uh, cable. They had fucking cable ties, and there were bombs discovered. So they were planning on fucking taking people hostage with these cable ties and fucking uh, and and like they were gonna blow shit up like these these people are fucking evil. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I mean is... you know, the idea of blowing up a government building uh, hypothetically, I, I'm, I'm not I'm against. Not, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not against that. I'm I'm against them blowing it up with fucking people inside. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. No, no, like these people these people inside. are horrific people. Like you know, I I'm not sad that 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 some of their members were shot and killed. To be honest, like like these people are the type of people that that form stuff like the Secret Service after a, a fascist takeover. They're violent militias. These are the same types of people that enacted the events of Charlottesville um, in the past and stuff. The, these people want to kill others, you know. And Well, in, in a lot of cases, there is, like, a revolving door there between, like, these militarized agencies uh, of the U.S. state and these, like, fascist militias. Like, people who come out of, like, the military, um, like, that's, this is the pool of people who a lot of these fascist militias will recruit from. And again, people who, uh, like, don't cut, don't make the cut as police officers. Or people who, uh, spent their time in fascist gangs and fascist militias, uh, often go off and end up working in the police force. Yeah. Well, I and, mean, you know, we, we... This, it's this kind of revolving, yeah. like, let's say revolving door, but it, it is kind of a circle. Interconnected. Of, like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. well, I, I think a lot of people here have seen all the pictures of the cops doing the kind of like, okay symbol, the fascist dog whistle and stuff, you know, like, yeah. Like there's definitely a lot of sympathy, if not, like, structural interconnection between, like, the fascist militias and the police force, you know? 
it is a hundred percent. There is a hundred percent like a connection there. Like, um, like there is. I mean, like I've seen countless pictures of U.S. cops with like fascist tattoos on full display while they're out there just you know doing doing their doing their cop shit. Yeah. Yeah, shocking. But I mean, the U.S. isn't isn't the only one doing like fucking no, terrible no, shit. Like you know, like like we've got we've got our own kind of shit happening here as well, which is why it's just been absolutely crazy. Um, like, um, uh, recently, like, uh, the cops just shot a man dead in his own home, which is, like, absolutely horrific. Yeah. Um, so, like, this is, uh, it, it, this is a really, a really difficult topic because it's, like, there's been a fascist backlash to this. Uh, because, uh, like, and the, like, the fascist attacks have been against the entire black community in this country, not just against, uh, the family of, uh, George and Kensho, who, um, who was in the middle of a mental health crisis, and the armed, the armed response unit shows up, kills him in his home, and, uh, After shooting uh, him multiple times, this isn't like a one shot, right? Like this is this is intent to kill, you know. Essentially, yes. I mean, like you don't shoot someone five times with the intent of disarming them. Um, like it, it is absolutely ridiculous. <sighs> and uh, immediately after this happened, you know, the fascists are out there online. Uh, spreading misinformation to start with, saying that he was like, like that he had a manchetti and he was fucking, you know, threatening like, threatening people, uh, like and like there was an image that was taken from a completely separate like knife attack. Well, I say separate knife attack. This wasn't a knife attack. It was taken from a knife attack in the UK. Uh, some guy had like his cheek slashed open, and like they were using this image. Is an attempt to justify the murder, saying that oh he did this, and it's like no, this is a completely separate, like this is a completely separate event, separate things, separate people, separate times. So there's no um, correlation to the murder of George and Kencho at all, uh, and this got spread around by fascists online, and it was basically taken as like fact by these people, and presented as such. <sighs> And there's going to be an inquiry into this. Um, the the Garda Ombudsman is going to conduct an investigation. But the Garda um, Ombudsman is just made up of ex-cops anyway. Like, like this is... If there's one thing, kind of, like, we know about the police, uh, definitely in Ireland, um, and probably guards many other places guards. as well, is, is the guards will protect each other. Like, you know, they have a bond. They are a gang. Like, in all honesty... Honesty, they they're the operate. most dangerous gang. They and operate the state is currently, exactly is currently like a gang. arming them. Yeah, and they protect each other. They don't rat on each other. And like you know, when you have the body responsible for actually making sure that they they're doing a just job is made up of members who were involved in that gang. Like you know, the system already doesn't work. You know, these people have ties of loyalty. They've got dirt on each other. So it's like even in terms of like whistleblowers like even if you feel like you have to come out you will be attacked for coming forward or going against what is considered to be the line that the guards want to take you know yeah 
Well, I um, I I just want to say that I really, really hope there is justice in this case because it is you know, like it's just so it's so disgusting that like someone in the middle of a health crisis can just be murdered by the guards. Um, like it, it's it's a horrifying precedent, and it, it sends it sends a very clear message, I think, to the black community in this country that like you know you're you're expendable. And there was a whole bunch of fat. I mean, like, do you do you remember during the summer when the these fascists were out uh, on the street every weekend? And yeah, and the, there was uh, at one point there was I think it was Justin Balzac, whatever his name is, the head of the fucking Nazi party. Um, he was basically saying, oh, guards, you, like, you might turn on us forever, but we will support you. We will support you when it comes down to it. And, like, that that's really what That's what exactly what we're seeing. Yeah, no. That's exactly what we're like seeing. Like, it this happens. Is, um, that, that kind of shit has definitely emboldened the guards to do this kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, which is why this, like, this fascist threat is so extreme and uh, is so pertinent right now. Yeah, and I, I mean, the, the the fascists have made huge movement in Ireland. I mean, like, ten years ago, we, we didn't have much of a, a fascist presence in the country. Um, and now we're looking at kind of, like, quite a large movement of far-right um, groups that have rallied over topics um, which have allowed them to kind of organise on a broader platform. Like, you know, again, through this kind of, like, culture of irony and kind of like subtexts and dog whistles and stuff like that like the the anti-mask movement is largely made up of like fascist organizers kind of in this country which is like shocking because they're kind of getting in and they're influencing a lot of people who might be skeptical of say vaccines and stuff like that the fascists have kind of co-opted those groups under their wing, even if they don't necessarily know that these people are attending kind of like fascist rallies. It's yeah, appalling it's a, to see it growing. It, it is. It's a pretty distressing state of affairs. Um, and with the situation with COVID in this country being what it is now, it's it's really dangerous because these people are like, I don't know if they're, I haven't heard anything recently, but I did see that they were trying to build up another street presence again after being kind of run off the street in kind of October-ish. Well, sure, the um, vaccine's on, on its way. It's on the shores. Like, it's obviously going to happen. They have to make sure that um, there's no microchips being, you know, injected. But it's not. But it's not. It's not about that. You know, like, this is, this, yeah. is, this is the thing. Like... Like, their rhetoric appeals to people who are interested in kind of, like, crazy conspiracies, yes. But it also makes it kind of easy to dismiss them on points being like, oh, they're crazy, or like, you know, like, that's just ridiculous. Like, like they're, they're kind of, like, easily dismissive while they build, like, a larger and larger number and grow a movement where people are like, don't worry about them, they're just a bunch of mad people, like, you know, which, which, which doesn't give them justice as actually, like, a dangerous force. Like, you know, like, like back in maybe September or something, like, these people brutally attacked 
kind of like an anti-fascist who was demonstrating against him on the street and like put him into hospital like you know like like these these people are bringing weapons to protests and stuff so like this this anti-mask anti-vax kind of like movement that you see that you might think is coming from like hippies or, or something is not. It's coming from armed and dangerous fascist groups that are growing and growing and growing support. And, you know, should they get enough power, we'll try to do something with it. Like, you know, like that's how these things work. We're seeing it in the US. There's no reason why it can't happen here in Ireland as well. You know, maybe the support is less. You know, I do think largely the Irish population is maybe a little more left-leaning than the... Well, is definitely more left-leaning than the US. But still, you know, this is a dangerous force and it can't just be dismissed easily. No, yeah. And I suppose dismissal is actually more of a dangerous thing uh, to do. But I think the the internet has such a large role to play in this because we all know that the algorithms just kind of feed... <laughs> what your narrative and what you want to believe and links you in with groups and news articles and whatever you want that reinforces your then belief so maybe in the I mean maybe in the past I feel like it might have been more easy to reason with people who might have had beliefs like this but now it's like those neural pathways have been walked down so many times from constantly hearing the same thing that it actually doesn't matter how much science how much like data you give how many anecdotes how much emotion how many facts you give that it, it's not really working to like undo the the crazy well, things that people believe so uh, yeah even e- even now though like we're like beyond kind of like the virtual world and stuff like that we're seeing now the fascists strengthen their ties with the police like you know the, the fascists and the police are relying on 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 the shooting and stuff like that and like that shows it's like one hand washing another. Like, what we have to be really careful is to make sure that this is considered kind of, like, unacceptable. Not only in terms of justice, which is really important, but also in terms of, like, protecting ourselves from a fascist group which is both protected and works in collusion with kind of, like, the police force in this country. You know, like, in terms of, like, far-right movements working with the police force, the kind of, like, UDF and stuff up north kind of have that situation, and it, it's shocking. Like, like they, they are able to murder people in broad daylight without proper investigations. You know, we were talking about Finucane on the podcast a while ago. You know, this is the situation that that is created when you have these collusion between right-wing forces and police forces like you know they will prosecute people who disagree with them and they will let them get away with literal murder happy 2021 (laughs) well it's just yeah it's just shocking it's just like these are the things that people have to be aware of you know we have to be taking steps we have to make sure that this is going to be a case where justice is served like if you have yeah, any absolutely. power if you're in Ireland and you feel like you can do anything be it be it sharing things on Facebook be it writing petitions be it calling your TD please do it like justice has to be served in this case because there are so many repercussions otherwise not to mm-hmm. mention kind of like honoring the life of someone who is unjustly and brutally murdered in his own home like i said it's it's pretty harrowing and it foreshadows dark things to come if if justice is not served 
So I think we all need to stand up and say justice for George in Kencho because yeah. this cannot this cannot be allowed to stand. It cannot. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hard one with the amount of information that people are bombarded with every day, and it's a real tragedy to see. Like this case was so huge, and then was not really talked about anymore after a certain like few days, you know, because there was all of this new information coming in. So it's really. I don't know how to give advice to people to not be overwhelmed by information and to keep, you know, remembering stuff like this and like to keep fighting for justice in cases like this that can be easily forgotten amongst the cesspit of other information that is being bombarded. Yeah, I think talking to people in real life is a real kind of antidote, I guess, <laughs> to being online all the time because, like, you will, like, I mean, I know we're we're all kind of locked down now and it, it's. It, we're heading into a, a, a quite a strict lockdown at the moment. Um, but like meeting people in real life, you, you realize that not everyone is terminally online like I am. Uh, not, not everyone is iron poisoned like I am. <laughs> not everyone not everyone is you know dead inside like I am. You know, there are people there are people out there who Yeah, exactly. There are people who like, you know, who genuinely wants to hear other people's perspectives, you know, and like, I guess talking to people in real life can be an antidote to this. Well, I guess I'm going to say thank you all so much for listening to our little ramble. And I hope that you have some takeaways about this and are able to get things more in perspective kind of in the world and to find a place to fight because we need people to be fighting injustice in the world. Um, now more than ever we're living in turbulent times and we have a duty as residents of the earth to kind of like try and steer it in the right direction again if you want to get in contact with us our email address is affinitycollective at protonmail.com our website is affinitycollective.info um Please talk to us if you want to hear more about stuff, if you want us to talk about anything, uh, if you want to get involved in our project, we're always here uh, with open ears. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Cheers. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. I forgot. What a week. <laughs> what a week. <laughs> going to be our year. <laughs> fucking banger of an opening to this year, yeah? <laughs> Bye. Be bop doobly doo.